Hey you, welcome to or welcome back to Keisha's house, motivation and inspiration. I'm Keisha and as always, I'm so glad you stopped by. Now if you're new here, I'd like to take a moment to share what we do. Every week we reflect on the past week's quote and we grade the week. Then we focus on this week's quote and we use it for motivation and inspiration to set a plan for the week ahead. In the end, we discuss a few highlights from the book of the month. So let's jump right in. So last week's quote was the following. If you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. Your passion will drive you there. If you have a strong purpose in life, you don't have to be pushed. Your passion will drive you there. The challenge that all of us accepted last week was to identify what our passion is. What's our purpose? You know, that's a question that I think people can take a lifetime to try to figure out. But I believe based off of our values that we can really kind of narrow or pinpoint at least a certain direction towards what our purpose may be. But I think that a good test with anything that we're working on to know if we're on track is if we have to be coached through it or if we end up motivating ourselves You know, I have to share a story with you. Years ago, I was speaking to one of my dearest friends. We grew up together. In fact, we were neighbors growing up. So we know each other very, very well. And I remember having a discussion with her. And I thought I really wanted to work on this certain project. It actually, it was kind of like a job opportunity as well. It was kind of a mashup of a few different things, but I just could not get myself motivated to get it done. And I remember discussing this with her and just sharing how it was such a challenge to make progress. And I told her, I think I've come to the conclusion that I actually don't want to pursue this. And I was shocked in her response. She was really quiet on the phone. I'll always remember that part. We were talking on the phone. And I was like, well, hello, are you you there? I'm wondering, is she even listening to me? And she goes, duh, Keisha. I could have told you you didn't want to do this. And I was shocked. I said, well, how did you know? And she's like, because anything you really want... Nothing and no one has stood in your way. But you've been dragging your feet for a little bit now on this. So for me, it was clear that it's not something you wanted. And for me, listening, listening to someone who knows me so well, school me on me, was eye-opening. She was right. My heart wasn't in it. It wasn't a passion for me. It was something that I felt like it was a I have to do versus something I wanted to do. So when we take that time, when we accept that challenge to 
identify our passions and our purpose. It's not necessarily something that we can do overnight. But I still believe we can at least be pointing in the right direction by seeking out our personal values. And well, doing that self-test. Is it something you're motivated to do on your own? Or are you going to need a lot of pushing and probing along the way? So if I had to grade myself for this past week, I'm going to give myself an A and I'm going to tell you why. In Keisha's house, Motivation and Inspiration, I found that it's my personal mission to motivate and inspire people to upgrade themselves, their lives, and their futures so they can truly begin living. I don't have to be reminded to be here with you. I don't have to be reminded to dive in and read the book of the month or to identify the quote of the week. I don't have to be reminded because I have so much fun doing this, being here, growing with you, meeting you, and building this community together because it is a purpose and a passion of mine. So if I had to grade myself, I'm going to give myself an A, but what grade would you give yourself? And remember, there's no failing here. We can get an A, a B, or a C. And when you identify what that grade is for you, because we all have our own rubric scale, identify what that grade is and then make some adjustments and tweaks if you need to. Make note of them and then set the week behind you because we're in a new week. Again, finding our passion and our purpose. Oh, it's not easy to do. But if you accepted this challenge and if you dug deep and you got yourself maybe focusing in the right direction, I'm saying that's a win. You know, oftentimes when I teach about purpose-driven goals, I always like to use the illustration of a compass. And there's the idea of true north. Now, I'm not an outdoorsy kind of gal. I'm definitely a cruise ship kind of gal. But I was always told that if you have a compass, it's always going to face north. And to me, the north is your purpose. So even when we feel like we're getting lost, even when we feel like we may have made a wrong turn, I truly believe that we can get back on track if we just follow our values. We follow what gets us excited. We follow what we can put our time and our energy into, but we find fulfillment. That's our north. So what is that for you? I think I found it. And honestly, it's okay if you didn't this week. But it's the idea of constantly seeking it out. Constantly seeking your path. That's important. And that's powerful. So you had your grade. You've set it aside. 
and we're now in the new week. And with every new week, there is a, well, we get closer to a new month. And today is the first day of our new month, which means we have a new book of the month. This month's book is what they don't teach you at Harvard Business School, Notes from a Street Smart Executive by Mark McCormick. This book has sold more than 1 million copies. More than 1 million copies of this book has been spread around the world. And I have to be honest, I didn't go and buy this book. This book was actually a gift for my husband from a good friend of mine. And after just reading a couple of pages, oh, I was hooked. And I knew that this needed to be our next book of the month. And what's interesting about this book is that I don't think it has lessons just for people who want to get their MBA. I truly believe there are lessons in here for us to use regardless of what industry we're in. I think the lessons that are going to be found are just for everyday living everyday living. So the first chapter of this book, I thought was interesting. And although we're in the first day of the month, I did jump ahead a bit and I did read the first chapter. And the chapter is titled Reading People. And there was one area in particular within the chapter that really stood out to me. It was Ergo Ego. And it says this in that section. It says, nothing blocks insight into other people more than your own ego. But before we go any further, I want to share with you the definition of ego. In the Webster's Dictionary, it says that ego is defined as the self, especially as contrasted with other self or the world. And it goes further to say that they're one of the three divisions of the psyche in psychoanalytic theory that serves as the organized, conscious, and this is my favorite, the conscious mediator between the person and reality. Ego is the conscious mediator between the person and reality and I really thought that was neat and this is why because the next portion of the sentence within the book says the following be aware of your strengths and weaknesses and how these are likely to slant your reaction to others it is difficult to be effective if your conclusions about what makes someone tick are based on your ego rather than on theirs. That's important, and let me tell you why. This past week has been very special for me. My oldest son is on his way to middle school, and we had to go to his orientation. So we show up to orientation, and I I like to have things as organized as possible. But the school is a little bit more relaxed in their approach. So all we had was a day and a time that we were supposed to show up. 
There was no preset agenda that was shared. I didn't know what to expect. This is our first time in the middle school in this new district for us. So we show up. First of all, there are two lines and they don't tell us which line we're supposed to be in. And of course we're in the wrong one. So we finally end up getting his schedule and we go and meet all of his teachers. But the very last teacher that we meet is his gym teacher. Now, this is important because my son only cared about seeing the gym and checking out the basketball hoops. He wanted to make sure they were of quality because his sport is basketball. And as a sixth grader in this district, he's actually not allowed to play sports in the school. They're not allowed to play until they're in seventh and eighth grade. So needless to say, he was a little bummed about not being able to play this year. But I can tell you, my son, he looks like an athlete. So as we're speaking to his gym teacher, she looked at him and she asked, well, what's your sport? And of course he said basketball. And she said, hmm. She's like, what about football? And he's like, yeah, I played a little bit with my friends. Then she says, to all of our surprise, you want to be a manager of the football team? So I'm shocked at this point. I'm like, well, what does that mean? What does that entail? Like, explain more, right? And my son says nothing. And she's like, hold on, let me grab the football coach. So the football coach comes in and she goes, hey, I have a new manager for you. And he goes, great, want to start on Monday, the first day of school? So I was like, being a mom, of course, I'm like, well, wait a minute. What does this entail? And he's like, okay, well, he'll be able to go out and practice with the team and he'll manage the team. He'll help with anything the coach needs and he's allowed to go to all of the games with the team. So at this point, he is lit up and not only is he going to be the manager of the football team, he will also now be the manager of the basketball team once the season starts, as well as the track team next year. So for the rest of the school year, he is going to have the experience of working alongside the coaches, seeing the perspective of a coach while managing, building the leadership skills of managing, quote unquote, the team. I was so excited for my son. So immediately afterwards, we got some paperwork and he said, yes, I'll be there first thing after school on Monday. And we get in the car and both my husband and I are just cheering him on and saying, what a great opportunity this is. And I said, oh, and you know, Timothy, you're a great manager. And his response was this. I know, mom, I am a good manager. Now you may be wondering, well, why is that so important? As a mom, that was huge. The fact that I could give my son a compliment and for him to be able to accept it, acknowledge it, and truly believe in himself, oh, it felt great. Because I knew a year ago, 
that same boy, my baby boy, did not have that confidence. Because we learned that ego is the conscious mediator between the person and reality. If I made that same exact comment to my son a year ago, he would not have agreed with me that he was a good manager or that he was a good leader or that he could even do the, the role. Although the reality is, I knew he had all those qualities, but he didn't see it in himself. But he sees it today. So my question for you is, when you're going about your work, or if you're a volunteer in your community, or whatever organization that you're with, are you allowing your ego to affect the reality of what's truly happening around you? Are you seeing yourself worthy to sit at the table Although everything around you and all the people around you believe that you should be there in that role, do you believe it? I thought this was really important because so many times we hear quotes that say, fake it till you make it. But at what point do you truly start to believe in you? This is one of those constant reminders that we need to have believe in ourselves. You know, this past week, I also saw this great social media post that said, what would you tell your past self? And I jumped in and participated and I wrote down a few things. And one of the things I said was to believe and bet on you. Believe and bet on you. Don't let your ego get in the way of your destiny. We talked about our purpose. Don't let your ego get in the way of your purpose. So that brings me to this week's quote, and it goes as follows. With confidence, you have won before you have started. With confidence, you have won before you have started by Marcus Garvey. As we go through this new week, I want you. To walk out your door today or just start your day with confidence. This week's not going to be overwhelming. You've got this. Yes, your schedule is busy, but what's important will get done. You've got this. Your confidence. Your ego. Don't allow your ego to cloud your confidence. So with confidence, you have won before you have started. You've already won. 
And with that, have a wonderful week. Remember to upgrade yourself, your life, and your future. Remember, you've got this. Till next time.